Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hetty Coleman Podcast, where we sit down with fabulous people to help go in conversations. Go in is being consistent and doing the right things that allow for you to achieve the wins that you have defined for your life so that you can live out your what? Greatest story. Today, ladies and gentlemen, today I brought him into the room. <laughs> I needed to have a conversation with him. I see him all over social media and the news. He didn't won an award. Oh, Lord. Huh? <clears throat> oh, Lord. He's out there. He's out there doing the work. People are acknowledging him for doing the work, and so I thought that I would bring in my friend Felix Linden in order to have a conversation around being Teacher of the Year. Yeah. However, however, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am a gigantic fan of teachers. I believe in the work that they do. I think the impact goes beyond the classroom as far as them learning two plus two, learning history. I think the life skills that teachers bring to our students is part none and needed throughout our world, our communities, our neighborhoods, and our homes. So, sir, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for the work that you do. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. How did you get there? How did, how did you end <laughs> up teaching in a classroom? To How many kids you got in your classroom? Oh, Lord. Uh, first... Before we start, thank you for the opportunity to be here with you today yeah. as we have these go-in conversations. Yes. I'm, I'm loving the, the shirt, the swag, the high water, everything. The, the high water, water y'all, he's been on my pants ever since he no. got out the car no, asking me why they so high. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of rain. <laughs> but, yeah. But know what? You do you. I yes, got the sir. Clip. I got the ninja socks on, so yes. it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. And then your, your wife said you have on what kind of pants going to Walmart? Oh, uh, penguin! I have penguin pajama pants. Penguin pajama pants. my favorite animals are penguin. That you wore to Walmart. You worried about no, my high water? I'm not worried, about, but I don't have them on right now, so you, you don't know. World. Mm -mm. You should have worn. Next time, <laughs> Piggy promised we'll do another episode <laughs> called Penguin Pajama Pants episode. <laughs> Crazy things we do you can't see. This <laughs> Crazy things we do when we go to Walmart. Exactly. That's on the next episode of the Henny Cone Podcast. Exactly. Yes, sir. So t just no, tell me um, real quick, how did you get started? Why? How did you get here? You know, it's it's everything. I think, again, it's just uh, God puts us in the right position. Uh, he's given me the talents and the traits and the skills needed to go and do what I do. Um, I didn't go to college to be an educator, but over the course of my life, I've been put in different positions where the skills and traits and talents that I have uh, prepared me to go into education. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in 2010, I decided, you know what, maybe I should do this. I was working in a nonprofit and I was doing some BHRS, behavioral rehabilitation specialist work. And I said, instead of working with a caseload of 30, why don't I just go teach a, a group of kids, 150 kids every day? Mm -hmm. And so that's when I, you know, you know, motivated me to continue on and get that certificate. And so I went and got my alternative certification and I started teaching at Roosevelt Middle School in the fall of 2010, and I've been teaching in Oklahoma City Public Schools ever since. I'm currently at F.D. Moon Middle School, which I would say is the best middle school in Oklahoma City. But I also think part of it, any middle school being the best is because I'm there. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, because I, I think greatness follows me. <laughs> just saying. Like a shadow. Here's my greatness shadow. How long have you been at F.D.? This is my second year. Your second year? Yeah, just okay. two years, too. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, and so what grade do you teach? So I teach eighth grade language arts. Last year I taught seventh grade. So this year they were like, well, we want you to teach eighth grade. I'm like, well, then that means I got to loop up with these same kids I had last just, year. Oh, wow. Yeah. What so, was that like? Is that man, challenging? You know them. So it makes you feel like, okay, I know what to expect a little bit. But then also you have to give kids the benefit of the doubt because they go home over the summertime. They mature a little bit. So there's some kids that I'm like, oh, Lord, I can't don't know about this kid. But then you're like, you know what? You've matured, and I appreciate that. So That's cool. And yeah, so it's it, it, you don't want to, like, just – you know, just start judging people based off of certain things because I change, so they are going to change. Yeah. So, yeah, just like Rocky said, I can change. Anyone can change. So we change. And so my seventh graders, and I was like, oh, Lord. But now I'm eighth grade, so I'm, like, at the highest grade. And so I feel like I'm an institution now. Like, everybody's got to go through Miss Linden yeah. before you go to Douglas, yeah. hopefully. And so it just feels cool that I'm at the highest level of the school. Eighth grade is where it's at, and we do what we do. That's cool. What keeps you motivated? Man, what keeps me motivated? Um, the kids. It starts and ends there. I think everything about the job of an educator starts with kids and, and trying to make a better way for them because somebody took time to make a better way for me. And I never forget, never, never take lightly the fact that I've had some really cool educators in my life who poured into me and showed me what I was capable of doing that I never thought I could do. And believed in me and so I just want to instill the same belief in other kids and give them the same access to opportunities that I had and show them what's possible if we just give them a chance yeah no, yeah. that's cool yeah uh who who who's so who is one of those teachers and, and what what stands out to you about the direction they help you go in <clears throat> man I'll tell you I think middle school is the best grades because middle school is where you learn who you are mm. I definitely think that's the part where you learn who you are um, you get electives, you get to choose the classes you get. Yeah. So when I was in middle school at Rogers in Spencer, Oklahoma, I was like, I want to be in band. And I was like, I'm going to be in band. And I'm going to choose to play saxophone. And I chose to play saxophone. So I chose to be in band. And I was in band from sixth grade till I graduated from Star Spencer High School for seven straight years. I played saxophone. And so I understood. And so Mr. Irons, my first ever band teacher, legit dude. Like, there's so much history with this teacher. Like, my gosh. But he um, showed me how, you know, held me accountable to, to a section, to the band, and how we had to have one sound. And if one person does something opposite, it makes the whole band look bad. So that was my shared experience. I wasn't an athlete. I never was going to play basketball, football. I was never going to be anything like that. But I could play. My talents was music. And I could play, and I could hear, and I could understand how to play a music, 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 musical instrument and put the work in and be a part of a band. And so that was part of what my appreciation lies in the arts, and I love it. And, um, you know, I've had really good teachers, uh, Miss Dina Thomas, oh, my gosh. She, she poured into me when I was in high school, let me be the yearbook editor, and just believed in me like nobody else believed in me. And so I just I love her, love Mr. Irons, Miss Gaona, Mr. Parker, you name them all, Miss Babcock, Miss Quinn, you name them all. I mean – there's lots of them, even college kids, people. I had some really cool professors in college. So yeah. from, from pre-K all the way to college, they all, all mattered. Yeah. All made a difference. All made a difference, yeah, yes, yeah. sir. Do, do you talk yeah. to any of them now? Like, with you being a teacher of the year, have any of them reached out to you? <laughs> or? Yeah, so uh, I reached – actually, Miss Thomas reached out to me the other day. We had a, about an hour-long conversation, and she used to work for the district, Oklahoma City Public Schools, and we were talking about all the things and – and just she motivates me even to this day. And, you know, uh, I was telling her about some of the big ideas I have 
for the upcoming school year and even just beyond, just for what I see as far as Oklahoma City Public Schools' vision. And she's like, you let me know when, where you want me, when, where, why, don't matter. I just want to be there for you. And so when people believe in what you're trying to do, they will show up for yeah. you. And I think a part of it is because you show up for them. You have to show up for people and invest in them before you start trying to pull from their cup. And so I'm all about using the time I have on earth to, to show up for other people and make them feel invested in and loved because that's all I have because I only got $12. <laughs> they don't pay me nothing. So all I have is time. I have time to invest in people. And I think when people see you invest in them, they're like, you know what? I'll turn around and help you out. People are inspired by people who are out there actually doing the work. Yes. Yeah, and they see in a return from it. Mm -hmm. You've been teaching 13 years now, yes. right? Yeah. So you've had a chance to have some – have you always done – you've always done middle school? I've always done middle school. Middle school. So you've had some kids graduate. Oh, yeah. Have you had any kids reach back out to you, <laughs> or are you still connected to any of them? Have you been invited to any – uh, weddings, any of that, babe, new babies. Baby. I'm a grand teacher. I have a I have a student who's got some kids. I've got some kids who've got kids now. Um, but I think what's cool about it is that I just recently spoke at UTPA at UCO, which is Urban Teacher Prep Academy, this uh, district initiative to get teachers um, in the inner city prepared to come in and teach in the inner city public schools. So they've established a cohort. So, wait, say that slow. So yep. you are helping teachers – be get prepared yeah. to come and teach in the urban yeah okay. urban area gotcha. so okay. urban teacher prep academy gotcha. through UCO gotcha and I apologize my mom always said you talk too fast boy but um so I went somebody, I spoke to them on Thursday okay and it was like my first speaking engagement as OKCPS teacher of the year and so I went and spoke there and as I was making around before we started one of my former students that I had my first year of teaching Blanca Perales was there. Oh, and she was like, when they announced you as a finalist, I was just like, oh, Mr. Lennon, I hope you win. I'm like, this Blanca, oh, my gosh. And, and so you have to teach him for 13 years. You have thousands of kids now. Yeah. And so she's like, do you remember me? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, what did your name start with, though? She's, she goes, because I want to try to at least remember your name. Yeah. And she goes, it starts with B. She said B. I said Blanca Perales, just like that. And she goes, oh, my gosh, you do remember me. And I'm like, you were such a good kid. And and I'm, I'm just, like, proud to see you here as part of this group. And she's teaching Oklahoma City. I've got another student who I taught in 2012. His name is Giovanni Gallegos. Yeah. He teaches at Grant High School. I've got another student, uh, Adriana Javier, who graduated from UCO. She's teaching. I mean – just, just all the things. And I've got kids that's in the military. I've got kids boxing. I mean, I've got kids doing all the things, making music, cutting hair, being productive citizens. And so it just makes you feel good that you had a little part to play in that. That's really cool. No, I think that would be the coolest things to have a student come back to you and just yeah. say what you're saying about your mm -hmm. past teachers now or educators and yeah. stuff. So uh, now after winning uh, Teacher of the Year, you just talked about your first speaking engagement, yeah, yeah. like, do they put you on a circuit? Like, do you go around and do they give you opportunities to speak or do those things just naturally come because of who you know, I am? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you tell me, why am I here? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really cool because I think a lot of it is part of what the district promotes. I was on Channel 4 and 5 last, the Friday after I won. I think that was those, those were going to be already set things that I had to do. But some things I'm hustling myself. I'm like, yeah. hey, I want to promote the profession, promote what I'm trying to do, the vision that I have for Oklahoma City Public Schools and beyond. 
And um, a lot of it is just part of what I think made them choose me in the first place is that I've put the work in, and as I talked about earlier, showing up for people, making relationships, because I think everything is about relationships. And if you want to be successful in any capacity, you have to establish relationships because it can't just happen through you. Yeah. Yeah. So I hear you keep saying your vision, your mm-hmm. vision, your vision. Talk to me about what that means to have your own <clears throat> vision. Of course, superintendent, everybody has a vision. Yeah. Each class, each teacher in classroom, I would imagine, has a vision for their classroom. Yeah. If not, I, I, they probably would crumble, be crushed if you don't <laughs> go in with some type yeah. of vision. Talk about your vision. Like, tell me what what's on your heart to want to see for Oklahoma City Public Schools or education in general. Yeah, so I think my vision goes back to just service. I think service is the one thing that we can all do, regardless of race, creed, religion, all the things that, that separate us. I think service is the one thing that could bring us all together. And so when I've been in education, one of the things that I've been proud of as far as things I've done that are cool is that I've made a program called One Day where we take one day out of the whole days of of school to go out and serve our community. And so when I was at Roosevelt, I took that idea to my principal and said, hey, man, um, so I want to do this idea. Um, I want to get all 800 kids 800 kids in our community doing community service on one day. And he's like, okay, <laughs> whatever you want to do, okay. <laughs> and the thing about it, just so for those of y'all out there thinking about going to education, I'm going to show y'all the, the, the trick. If you want to do anything, you got to do, the, do, the, do, do, do these two things. One, you got to make sure kids are going to be safe. If kids are going to be safe, they'll let you do whatever you want to do. But then secondly, you can't make the school look bad. So if you check those two boxes, you can do whatever you want to do. Safe and make sure the school don't look bad yeah. and go for it. And go for it. And yeah. so go in. Go in. So I went in and said, hey, I want to do this. He said, all right. And so um, 2016, I said, the last day of school, we're going to go out and serve our community. So we went to our feeder elementary schools. We went to the local park we adopted. We stayed back at our own school and cleaned up the school, did some different things at our school. And it was such a cool program. The next day, the next year, I swear to God, this kid shows up the first day of school in 2016 or fall. Uh-huh. She comes up to me. She says, she says are we going to do that same thing again? I'm like, yeah, we're going to do it again. And so that right there, we planted seeds, yeah. the seeds of service. And yeah. so we did it again in 2017, 2018, 2019. So like at this time, I'm like, you know what? It's time to take this whole concept now to the district. So I sent the email. I sent an email to the superintendent, Sean McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Cool guy. Yeah. We talked and said, hey, man, I have an idea I want to talk to you about. All right, let's set it up. And so we sat down in January 2020, talked to him, like, this is what I think we should do because I, I just think Oklahoma City is ready for this. All right, he brought me back to his executive team. I went and talked to his exec team. And I'm like, hey, y'all, what do y'all think is the identity of Oklahoma City Public Schools? And there's 10 people in the room got 10 different answers. I'm like, the fact we got 10 different answers means we don't have one singular focus as an identity for who we are. I said, service is our identity, and here's how we're going to do it. We're going to have every kid on one day across Oklahoma City Public Schools go out there and serve the city. The city has done maps, maps for kids, bond issues. It's time for us to get back. And so this is how we're going to do it. They love it. So he sends in his ILDs, his instructional leadership, whatever they call them. It's like next level down from superintendent. They come out to Roosevelt. We talk about the whole program. All right, we need you to come and talk to the principals 
to show them how to do this. All right, let's do it. So this is March 2020. And as I'm getting ready to present this, I did to the whole district, COVID. COVID. I'm like, are you serious? So I'm like, man, well, it is what it is. And so, you know, we went into like a three-year funk with COVID, you know, masking, virtual school, social distancing, all this stuff. And now that I'm at a new school, been trying to ramp that whole concept back up. And so this is the first year that we've been at to like a, a normal school year where we didn't haven't had a lot of staff absences, a lot of student absences. We haven't had social distancing, no masking or nothing like that. And so I was like, let's do it now. Let's bring it back. And so we did it as part of FD Moon Week, which was uh, May 1st through the 5th at FD Moon. And we gave back to our community in the way we knew how. And the district is on board for next year to expand the whole thing. And so my goal is to have 1 million hours of service, 1 million hours of service annually from OKCPS students and staff and community members every year. Wow. Yeah. And I think part of it could be part of like the superintendent's cup where the superintendent will award the school that has the most community service hours. Um, I've thought about if we have so many hours generated that's an economic value. Find a find somebody rich out there to match it and, and give it back to the community in some kind of way. I just think that there's ways to give because everybody takes, yeah, but not everybody gives. Yeah. And I think if we want to change and mold the way kids think about themselves and view themselves as successful, we got to let them start doing it right now. And like I tell people all the time is that you don't have to wait to graduate to be great. You just have to participate. So we got to give kids a chance to participate where they are, and I believe that's what we can do through service. That's legit. Yes, sir. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. Moving back to the classroom, yeah. what, what are some of the biggest challenges you face? Oh, boy. Um, you now, know, you like, there's many, Hetty. Maybe do one or two. All no, right. I mean, I don't think, honestly, you know, people want to talk about, well, we don't have enough funding and this stuff. I'm like, no. Seven habits of highly successful people. The first habit is be proactive. Mm -hmm. Control what you can't control. I don't vote for our budget. I don't vote for who. I'll go vote, obviously, but that's one person out of 100. That's part of the conversation. That's, I'm, I'm only able to control my classroom. So I think one thing that I think that we need to do is just one, like I talked about um, as part of my teacher message, is be bold. And bold is an acronym for be brave because teachers, obviously, we have to get up in front of kids every day and teach. And we have to get up and be public speakers and, and, and talk to parents and, and present information about their student to their parents and the caretakers. And we have to do that without any fear. And on our worst day, we might have to give our life for a kid because kids, is, school's getting shot up all the time. So mm -hmm. on our best day, we're inspiring the kid to go on to the next level. On our worst day, we might be taking down the body bag. So if we have that whole range of, of opportunity and possibilities, we have what it takes to be brave. So be brave, first of all. Then, oh, be original. There's only one Hetty. There's only one Felix. So be who we are. Be the only you that you can be. If you can be brave and be yourself, you're going to do things that are life-changing. That's what the L comes into. So if you're going to be brave and original, you will change lives. You think about anybody in history who has changed lives. They've done so by being brave and being who they are. Harriet Tubman, brave and original. Martin Luther King, brave and original. Malcolm X, brave and original. Because ain't nobody out there duplicating these people, Right. So you do all those three things, you can get to the D, you're going to be deserving of being remembered. So we're going to be deserving of an opportunity to do the great things that we've been, been um, called to do. 
And so by being bold, brave, original, life-changing, and deserving of opportunity, we'll change the world. And I believe that teachers can change the world, and I'm going to do it every day while I'm at FD Moon for OKCPS. That's cool. Yeah, That's so really be cool. bold. Yeah, exactly. Tell me about parental involvement. Is that something like it sounds like you're very optimistic. You come in and you just control what you can control, right? Yep. You can't control parents. But what is your message there? Uh, because it typically is a a concern, yeah. one of the bigger challenges. Yeah. Uh, I'm a parent, yeah. and I even – I feel like I'm a decent parent, <laughs> and I can slack, right? Yeah. I can slack and not be there sometimes, be as attentive as I could be to my kids and yeah. their school and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Where are you at with that? What does that look like for you? So a lot of it goes back to, you know, as a parent myself, you know, father to father, we, we know that the job is the hardest job in the world, man. You know, you got to figure, you get brought somebody into the world that you are responsible for. And I think there's a lot of pressures that our society places on parents without the proper supports. And so, but again, what can we control? So I just try to tell parents like, hey, man, just do what you can, you know, I don't need you to teach your kid how to read necessarily. I'll help you. I'll help you do that. I just need you to teach them how to be respectful and how to be present, how to be mindful of the fact that there's people out here who are tasked with your safety every day. And like I said, on any given day, we might do any number of things. And so if you can trust us with those kids and trust us to do the right thing as teachers. And so I just think if we could just get back to the respect part of it, and respecting authority and respecting adults and respecting just members of our society and our community that we've instilled trust in, I think that's really what all we need parents to do on the baseline level. Obviously, we would love if parents could be a part of a, a thriving and flourishing PTA, but that's not going to happen all the time. But what we can do is maybe find pockets where they can participate. So I think, you know, instead of trying to make it seem like, oh, well, if we don't have this, we don't have anything, like, no, take what you can get. And, and let parents fit, fill the need. Like the other day, we had our first ever bridging ceremony at our school. Um, we wanted to have our kids celebrated. Eighth graders moving on to Douglas. We wanted them to be celebrated. And our, our cafeteria was full of parents. Just showing up for your kid on those types of occasions of PTA. Was that on the news? No. <laughs> I, th- I saw something where maybe did you share that on some- uh it was on social media I'm, I'm okay. sure miss miss okay. cannon and everybody cannon, yeah, 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 yeah she yeah, she yeah, shared yeah. it and so I mean that's what I'm saying like you know um do what we can like show up for your kids on those days and let them know that the, that you see them and you feel them and you understand how important it is for them to be supported on those occasions and stuff because they only happen once you know and so and even if you weren't there that doesn't mean you don't love your kids but I'm just saying those are type those are the types of things that we can have happen and um Instead of making parents feel bad, like, yeah. hey, man, just be happy that they, they got their kid dressed and out the door on the bare minimum, you know. And so if we can do our part and everybody can just do what you can where you are, I think at the end of the day that's all we can have parents to do in a realistic way. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. So what what are some of the strategy or techniques, especially for early teachers listening in, mm-hmm. may listen to this, what are some strategy techniques that you use to – cater to the diverse learning styles and needs of your students? Because not every student is the same. No. And that just seems crazy to yeah. be able to go in there and you have 30 kids who may all approach learning differently, but you just come in with one style. Yeah. Like, no, you got to learn this way. <laughs> I'm going to write this on the chalkboard and you got to get it. Like, yeah. Do you have any techniques or strategies that you use? Or? You know, um, I think everything goes back to planning. If you have a good plan, 
you know, you'll be able to, to adapt to all the different learning modalities that are out there. And if you incorporate something of each, you know, whether it be kinesthetic learning, auditory, visual, hands-on, that type of thing, I think all the different ways you learn, I try to incorporate every day in class. Now, obviously, we can't do it all hour, but I do think you can, you can make it part of um, what you do to just try to get, grab the attention of kids, you know. Um, I think any new teacher out there, the first thing you got to do is connect with kids, make them feel welcome. So every day before the bell rings, uh, I'm at the door. Hey, how you doing? Fist bumping. Hey, how you doing? What's up? I see you. Look at you. Look at your red socks. I see your red socks. Okay. There you go. Okay, Ashley. Let's see. Hot water. What's up? Hot water, Hattie. There you go. Come on in. Grab a seat. You yeah. know, make get you smiling. Get you laughing. Make you feeling good because I'm getting ready to bring you into where I'm at. Yeah. And so I want you to feel welcome. And then when the class is over, I tell my kids, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to meet you at the door again. I want you to leave the same way you came in. I want you to feel good about who you are and where you came from and everything. And so I think the things that before, like they said, um, I'm going to get it wrong. Maybe we'll see. He said, before they care what you think, you got to know that they care. And so you got to know that teachers care about you. Yeah. And so you got to show them that you care. Show up for their games. Show up for their stuff. There's 150 students. Like, how do you pick? It's like today I was talking about the graduation parties. Like, uh-huh. is it, I had a 50 invites, you know? Uh-huh. Like, what what do you say to a teacher, like, who may feel overwhelmed in that? Uh, Well, you, you got to set limits, though. I mean, nobody's nobody's everybody. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? You got you to know what you, what you can and can't do realistically. Yeah. And I do think if you got a 10-game season, you can make it to one game. Yeah. You know, if you got practice or if you're going to stay late, maybe sing outside during practice and come check on them. I mean – I think that, or if you don't like sports at all, maybe you could like watch a sports center and say, "Hey, well, did you see who's your favorite player?" I mean, engage them on that, meet them where they are. And so, I do think a lot of it doesn't. They, we make it harder than it is, essentially. I think if you just let kids know that you're interested in them, um, obviously we all have things that come more natural to us that we are more uh, interested in ourselves. But you know, if you take time to talk to somebody and get to know them, um, I've got a student. Her dad's in prison, and uh, we've talked about, you know, well, how do you feel about that? And she talks about, well, you know, it's hard during the holidays because we never get a chance to see him. We, we drive down to Texas, and we try to see him. Sometimes they won't let us see him. And then about a couple weeks ago, she told me, like, hey, Dad, hey, hey, Felix, Mr. Linden, I mean, she goes, um, so I wrote my dad a letter the other day, unprompted. But since we've had that conversation – you know, she feels comfortable enough to come tell me those types of things and stuff. And so I say, well, how you feeling? You tell them some stuff? She's like, yeah. And so I think a lot of it is, you know, you know, making people, making kids feel that you're, you're uh, available yeah. for them. And whether it be a game, whether it be a life thing, or, you know, uh, whether, you know, you identify a talent that they have and you connect them with an opportunity for them to, to use their talents. Um, we painted a mural of F.D. Moon at our school that's like up forever and kids did that showed up on a Saturday and seven hours later we have a mural that's going to last forever and kids did it and so I think those are the types of things that you can do because you know that's one thing I don't think we do as educa- in education is that I don't think we address all of the kids I think we look at well what's easiest so well we can give them a ball and let them play some sports and Every every school's got a basketball team every school's got a football team but every school don't have an academic team or a chess club or, or or art club, 
And I think those things are just as necessary. And I think that's kind of where Oklahoma City Public Schools can do a better job, in my opinion, of addressing the whole child um, and making these things universal. Yeah. Um, because I do think that's, again, like I said, middle school and high school is where you get a chance to discover who you are. Yeah. And if we aren't making those opportunities available, they're going to be uh, stunted in their development. And we don't want to do that. That's good. I like that you said, uh, I think, two – Making it simple, like don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. Go to one game. Like if you can make, yeah. you may not make all ten, but go to one. Yeah, right. And just show up. Show right? up. Walk by practice at at the end of the day when you're leaving school, and just yeah, you know, let them see that you're there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so yeah, just keeping it simple, just letting them know that you care by touching them with these simple touches. Yeah. So are you? Did you? Did you? Are you writing? A, did you write the chapter in hallway leadership? No, I don't think I did. I so, wasn't cool uh, enough. You. <laughs> Sorry, no. I had to do this first. This this is this is the groundbreaking. No, thing right I don't here. know who's all in. I just know that there's several pe- different people who have a chapter in it. Yeah, several different. And but so, but when you said that, <laughs> when you said that, go to the door and doing that. Mm-hmm. That's what you know. Just talking about. No, I got you. The importance of being in the hallway. Yeah. And, and leading from the hallway, that's really good. What? How some? What are some things that you do to kind of help continue to involve as an educator, as a teacher? Now, you, you said you're getting ready to go to. Um, Scissor Tail Park. Yeah. Listen to some uh Symphony Philharmonic. Some Symphony Philharmonic. Yeah. 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 Like, are these kind of things help you grow as an educator? Do, do you think it it impacts your classroom when you do these kind of things? Yeah. I feel like it I feel like it does. <laughs> so so again, like I said before, I mean, the reason why they chose me, I think, is that I'm not the I'm not the best at teaching language arts. I think there's probably a better teacher of language arts. There's probably a better um, uh, lesson planner when it comes to teaching of all subjects. I can't imagine it. Uh, no, trust me. <laughs> trust me. That's why there's a, a folder that I just update every year. Like, Google, okay, this is the first month we're going to do. Okay, same thing. Every- but what I'm saying, there's nobody, and I believe this in the core of my being, there's nobody in Oklahoma City Public Schools who connects with the community better than I do. I just know that. And I intentionally get out in these spaces to one, love on my city and be a part of what our city's trying to do so that, one, I can get my battery charged, but then also I can see well, what my kids might not have a chance to understand and experience and make a way for them. And so when I go to the Philharmonic, I might run into Alexander Milklethwaite and talk to him about, hey, man, let's do something for these kids. And so when he had the Clara Looper thing last Saturday, they brought John Marshall kids to, our, to the pre- presentation. And so I think again, you gotta work these relationships. You gotta work the, um, you gotta work people. Cause I think one thing people don't do is they don't get asked enough. I think when people get asked, it puts them in a situation of having the power to do or not do, and who would not want to do for kids. Mm-hmm. And so I think you kind of hold people accountable to educate education and educate and in, in the kids, because you can't pay me anything, what I'm worth but you can give my kids an opportunity that is priceless. And I think that's one thing that we have to do as teachers. And in order to do that, you have to stay plugged in. You got to know what's going on, whether it be Rotary. I'm in the Midtown Rotary. Meet every Tuesday night at 6 o'clock. Feel free to stop by Midtown, McNelly's. That's an open invitation. I was in Leadership Oklahoma City, best class ever, 36. I was in Loyal. You know, I do a lot lot of these salt. You know, I was in a lot of these leadership community organizations. And when I go, I'm oftentimes the only teacher. So I get a lot of love because everybody loves teachers. 
And so I get a lot of people who are in the community who want to love on Felix, but you're going to love me where I'm at. So as I mentioned earlier, greatness just follows me because I know great people. And so people are going to support me and my visions because what I'm trying to do um, is right and fair and just for the kids. And I think that's what separates me and what makes it makes me tick. Um, I know my wife probably doesn't like the fact that I work so hard and like school's out on Tuesday. I'm going to be teaching summer school next week because i got to be in the city to know what's going on and move and shake things and get things ready for the summer, uh, over the summer for next year. But I'm just so excited because I just know that when you make these connections and you can see, like, okay, like I play chess. I'm like, I think two or three moves down the head. I'm like, okay, this is why we're going to do this, so we can do that. Boom, boom, pow, checkmate, y'all lost, we win. And these kids win because I know how to play chess. <laughs> and people out there playing checkers. And I don't have time for people who want to play checkers. Like, man, this, these kids need to know. They, they need stuff now. They need, they they need, need it now. now. And so that's why we do what we do. And, and so, um, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your wife. Oh man, my wife. What do I what what is there? What lovely, the one and only, incomparable Megan. Um, we she's a writer and she writes some really cool things. That's what made me fall in love with her in the first place because I was drawn to her words and her beauty. Um, she's a she's a believer. She's a woman of God. I appreciate that because I had run into that before where people didn't, and it was something that we could never connect on. Um, and so I really appreciate her and who she is. Um, she's got four beautiful kids that I'm proud of, and I love having them in my life. And um, she's a teacher too. And I think as a teacher, it's helpful to help with the whole, um, nobody gets a teacher like a teacher. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you know. Um, yeah, talking about the work hours. Oh yeah, the, I mean, she you know, like, yes, like I know if she gotta work late, yeah, yeah. you go here, honey, hey, I gotta yeah. do your book. Okay, I get it, I'll, yeah. I'll get home and get the kids picked up and fed, whatever. Or I come support you, show up for your stuff, and she showed up for my stuff. And so essentially because of her support and then even her, her parents are teachers and educators, so so they get it. And so I've just kind of expanded my toolbox of, of, of tools oh, yeah, that people yeah. can come out and support what we're doing. And so like her mom showed up to help me with my academic team this year and help read questions to kids and stuff. So, you know, because I'm not afraid to ask. That's yeah. one thing. And so I asked her to marry me because I'm not afraid. And so she about tripped out of a chair. But, when you asked her? Oh, yeah. It was at Chicken and Pickle. And I read a poem to her. I was all crying. You read a poem to her? Poem, yeah. At Chicken and Pickle. Chicken and Pickle. So romantic. Gregory with Greg with uh, yeah, Poetry, Poetry and Chill. Chill. Yeah, yeah. So he had the thing, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it here. And he's like, all right. And so, okay. Yeah, so we hooked now it up. Like it was a conspiracy. And she's a writer. Yeah, she's a writer. She's writing poetry. She teaches, she teaches English, too. And so she's a writer. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. So she's probably a real English teacher. Oh. Not saying you're not a real English teacher. Wow. Not saying I mean, she teaches high school. How about that? She she teaches more advanced English, but not more real English. Well, you the one that's like, I'm sure those people out there who can speak teach language arts way better than. Hey man, you know what? I give her that. You want to teach? But like I said, ain't nobody ain't nobody greater. Ain't nobody greater leading the, the people. Cause like, go, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say like, so somebody asked me like, well, who's the leader at the school? I'm like, well, I'm the leader. I think I'm a leader. Like, I don't want to be a principal. I have no desire. Why would you be a principal? Like, well, no, because I'm still at one school. Like, I think I'm bigger than one school. Like, I definitely think that what I'm trying to do for Oklahoma City Public Schools has to happen across the district. Like, so that's why I don't want to just be a principal of one school. I want to have my vision implemented across the board. You can't do that every as a principal. Well, I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, okay. like, I want, okay. you know, I'm just saying, like, I want to be 
the teacher who says this is what we're doing. Yeah. Because I've I've done it and in the classroom. Yeah. And so I think it's easier to do it. Be, it's, it's easier to get teachers involved because they can see that I've done it. Yeah. And so okay, yeah, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah, exactly. So going back to that, I heard that you said that you were uh, leadership Oklahoma, salt mm-hmm. loyal. Yeah. Oftentimes, I might be wrong. Yeah. These are, um, um, the events that come along with being a part of these things happen during the school day, right? Yeah. So talk to me about that. Not so much. No. Go ahead. I'm listening. I'm oh. waiting. I'm waiting on the answer. What's your question? <laughs> no, for teachers out there, because let's say I ask a teacher to be a part of something like Leadership yeah. Guthrie. Okay. Well, they'd be like, "Well, I got to be at school." What do you do in order to 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 be able to be a part of these things? So I make a face because here's that's the problem. People erect obstacles. It's one day. How how many days does Leadership Guthrie meet? Once a month. Once a month. You can't take one day off off of work to come better yourself, which will better your students and your school and your community. Are you serious? We're gonna we're gonna get caught up on one day, like like you call in sick <laughs> at least three days a year. Can you call in supportive of the community? Because again, it goes back to you what your what your commitment is, and that's the thing. Not everybody's gonna want to do what I do. I get that, but I do think that teachers have to be plugged into their community in order to understand how it works and understand how they can use the community to benefit the kids. And so I do think that there is a responsibility that every teacher has to understand where they work and who supports the school and how they can support them. Um, but at the end of the day. You know, those are just excuses. It's a, no, it's, it, and plus, before you apply, they tell you, here's the plan. It, it, every, for 10 months, you're going to be one day out the, out the, out the month. We're going to have a two-day retreat to start in some cases. This is what it is. So you know going in, I tell my people, hey, look, this is what I'm doing for me. But because I'm doing it for me and I'm going to learn and I'm going to bring people back to our school, you'll understand why it's beneficial for you to let me go. Yeah. And so – and I also think that teachers need to feel a part of these organizations, and these organizations need to make an intentional effort to um, engage teachers and have them be a part of like their boards or different things like that. So I think we I want to elevate the profession in that way. Yeah. Because again, you can't pay us what we're worth. I wish I would, but what is priceless is the connections that we make. Yeah. And imagine if every teacher there. Imagine if there was a teacher in every leadership we got through class. Yeah. What well, there was a teacher in every leadership Oklahoma City class, and now you've got a network of people as that one individual teacher that can then go back to your school and help do great things at your school. I love it. I do too. It makes sense. To <laughs> that's me. why I said it. Yes. It makes sense. Yeah. To me. So that's the reason I asked that question yeah. so people can hear a teacher because yeah. that would make sense to me. Like yeah. it's once a month, and oftentimes mm. that's the case. Like. Yeah. Man, it's once a month, and it, it could allow for you to make a connection because, again, going back to relationships being yeah. key. I tell people when I started We Tell Stories, yeah. ever since I started We Tell Stories, I didn't fill out an application, right? Like, it's kind of because <laughs> I made so many relationships mm-hmm. and connections exactly. that came out of that that led to me, you know, like you have to fill out an application in some mm-hmm. cases, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's been all about relationships and people, but, and so I think. Hearing the teachers say that, like what you said, I think is something to be. We should encourage other teachers to go, no doubt, be yeah. a part of that. Now, every teacher doing it and taking off on the same day, no, yeah, but that's not even, that's not gonna happen anyway, right? Because not all the teachers want to do it. Yeah, 
So, but they should want to. Yeah, they, <laughs> they should want to. Yeah, they should want to. <laughs> they should. They should. They should see the value of doing it. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's so good. I'm so grateful that you you mentioned that uh, because I do want, especially our. So hold locally. on. So now what I'm saying then, so I'm we're just gonna put you on the spot. So does Guthrie name a teacher of the year? Have they named it yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to make that happen for them. Let them be a part of Guthrie Leadership Guthrie. Oh yeah. No, we. Yeah, I'm gonna follow back up. No, I'm follow, you yeah. better. Yeah. I'm gonna bug you till it happens. <laughs> be like, where's he at? Yeah, where's, where's yeah. he at? And know what? I'll even come. I'll even host that person for lunch. You the, the teacher okay. of the year for Guthrie, and we'll connect that that thing too. That'd I'll, be cool. Because I want to connect what we're doing. Because again, my vision of service. I want to, yeah. to to become what we are known as a state and a nation and a universe. Because yeah. there's people on Mars. Yeah, and the, I want to be like, yeah, the we do. Mars? Yeah, I know, I guess. Yeah. Or the moon, or the dark side of the moon. So, yeah, <laughs> don't know yet. I love it. Let's yeah. make it happen. Let's I think it. that one day in Guthrie. Oh yeah, I think one that day. would be so legit, dude. Doctor Simpson, like I'm trying to Mr. Tell you, Ogle. Yeah, one day in Guthrie. One day, hashtag one day. Because that's what I'm trying to say. One day, because just imagine, like, imagine this, like you I'm take imagining. it to the news. Yeah, you got different reporters out there in the community. We're live at this park. We live over at this at this church. We live yeah. at this at this school. They're doing all these different things, and kids are out there doing the work in conjunction with professionals and volunteers in the community. And then here's what's so crazy: you do that, it's hard for the legislature to then say, "Well, these kids ain't deserving of a good teacher." It's hard for them to say they ain't deserving of quality education and the funding that they need to go out and do this stuff. Because what we're doing, it doesn't cost anything to serve, right? And so we're instilling the values for free. There's nothing partisan about service, I don't think. So we're just showing them, hey, this is what we're out here doing. We're giving the kids an opportunity to give back to the state where they are so we can make them good citizens, which is what we all want. And so now, why would y'all be opposed to anything related to education? And I think we use this as a mechanism to get all the things that we are deserving of as teachers. I love it. Yeah, so do I. Hey, uh, so do you have the template? A template, huh? Do we have a template? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not that official. Templates up here in the brain, man. I got a phone. I got a Google it. Doc. You got oh, a Google no. Doc. You got it on yeah, Google Doc. I got, I got them one day down, and I've got like a oh, whole. Yeah, I've got two other, oh yeah, I got a couple other programs I'm working on. Shadow okay. is another program I'm working on um, that I want to get out there. Students having access to develop our workforce. Shadow. I'm big on acronyms. If you had noticed, so. I'm, I just think that if you want kids who want to be lawyers, doctors, or whatever they aspire to be, you got to give them in front of people who do that job. Because if you don't, if you wait till they go to college, it might be too late. Oh, I don't want to wasting time and money. Yeah, but if yeah. you can let an eighth grader go shadow a, a dentist for a day, or you let a sixth grader go out here and, and work in a bank for a day, I think that those are things that plant seeds in kids' lives. And we've got fall break. we got spring break. we got winter break. we got summer break. we got all these free time for kids to go out there and do that. But I think we've got to connect and engage the community so that way they can have access to these people who, again, it doesn't cost anything for a kid to come by and see what they do all day. Yeah. Because if we're trying to change kids' lives, their parents may not be the ones to do that Yeah, because they're too busy trying to put food on the table. Yeah. And so we've got to be the ones to show them here's how you can do it by giving those access to opportunities for those kids. So, yeah. Yeah. So do y'all have student council? Oh, uh, yeah. So we're starting up student council next year. Oh, sweet. Yeah, man. We saw, I mean, a lot of stuff. Because when I got to FD Moon, there was a lot of stuff. We were in the, on the other backside of COVID. 
And so there's a lot of stuff that wasn't in place that we want to try to duplicate from when I was at Roosevelt. So we're going to start a student council. Um, we got a really good team of, of teachers at the school just doing the great things. Miss Ellis, Miss White, we just put together a, a, a new uh, eighth grade bridging ceremony. We put together a yearbook in like three weeks. It was so legit. And we put that together because that's what high-functioning schools do. They do those types of things. And so we want our school to be no different from anybody else. And so we put a yearbook together, and next year we're going to have go in, have an ad in there, and then we'll have you come by and talk about it. And we're going to do the whole thing. We might even call it go in, <laughs> your go in edition. You go in edition. Exactly. Yearbook. Everybody get a free pair of red socks with, with <laughs> every yearbook purchase. We do Somebody asked me, they said, man, I want to partner with you on the red socks. I want to be able to do something. And that might be a cool thing. We donate red socks to every kid. At, hey, man, you know what? I, I do have an idea, though. We're going back to the, the acronym. Oh, go oh, wait, wait. Go Let ahead. me go back go to ahead. student council. Because yeah. what I was going to say it's is okay. we partnered, our middle school, I partnered with local businesses. Okay. Because one of the things for a small town, like everybody wants to leave. Mm. And so we wanted to make sure that these students saw the different okay. opportunities that they had. Available now. And locally. So okay. small business owners, all these different people, leaders, people doing things, judges. who okay. live right. So in the same way, that's what I was like, you got a student council because it was an easy mm. partnership. Yeah, yeah. So, Well, I do. I think, I, just, I think there's like statewide associations of student councils, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, it's a big conference. To yeah. The year, so the year COVID, talking, going back to COVID, mm -hmm. my son was the president of student okay. council. It was going to be our first year to host the student count, the, uh, the statewide okay. conference. COVID happened. Yeah, COVID. Oh, COVID. And he, he, he didn't get to do it that year because COVID, well, COVID impacted, like you said, for three years or whatever. Yeah. So, so he didn't get to do it. But, yeah, so anyway. Yeah, no. But Go back to your acronym. Oh, no. Uh, just which acronym? Which which one? Woke. 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 W-O-K-E. Working on knowledge every day. That's what we're doing. That's People cool. want to talk about us being woke. Like, yeah, I'm woke all right. Because <laughs> we're working on knowledge every day, and we're watching our kids excel. Yeah. yeah. Because we're working on knowledge every day. Watching our kids excel. Watching our kids excel. So you didn't make woke like two or three different. Oh, yeah. Whichever way. However you want to come. Yeah. Watching yeah. our kids mm -hmm. excel. I like that. Exactly. So, you know, I need to, I need to find a way to market that, make a million dollars and do do my thing. That way I can Could like, you have woke on the front and then uh, work uh, watching our kids excel every day on the back? Something. We can do it both. We can be woke on, woke on one side and woke on the back side. You can be woke every day. Woke every day. Wide awoke. I mean, wide awake. See, that's why I'm not the best English teacher. I can't even speak proper English. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for your wife. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. But now I'm just saying, good, like, man. I just think there, again, people out there, and I don't want to get too political, but I do think that because a lot of what we do is governed by politics, you know, yes. they, we get funded and whatnot, or not funded for that matter. I think a lot of folks find a way to find what is this divisive, divisive. And so, um, there's a lot of words out there that uh, you don't want to do diversity, equity, and inclusion, or CRT. I'm like, really? I mean, these things aren't what you think they are. And I think if you all really took the time to come into our schools and make those relationships, mm -hmm. I think you would see that we're out here doing the work every day. And so um, I encourage any elected official to come out and talk to our schools and, you know, our school, FD Moon, is the closest middle school to the state capitol. Y'all should come up and see us do what we do. Y'all can see what it is. Because I don't think anybody uh, represents the, the plight of inner city urban education than we do. Because we got kids with 95% poverty, free and reduced lunch, 
but we still produce the best test scores at, at, at a school that's not an application school in Oklahoma City Public Schools. What's an application school? So you got schools that are in our district that kids can apply to to go. For example. Uh, for example, like class in SES okay, yeah, okay. or like Belle Isle, those types of Southeast. Which my kids went to Belle Isle in classing, but that, that, that doesn't make their – I think those schools are part of the offering. But I do think that one thing we do, we focus on those schools too much, and I don't think we – we make the opportunity equitable across the board. And I think we should put more focus on just the regular schools that are neighborhood schools that talk about Guthrie. We don't want kids to leave the east side either. We want the east side to thrive, and so we got to provide them with education and not make it to where people want to leave the, leave the community to receive that quality education. So I just believe that there's enough in the pie for everybody to get a piece and the piece that they need to get is what they're deserving of in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And so I just think that we've just got to find a way to have conversations and 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 have community with people and 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 stop running away from the conversation. Because I think if you do talk to people like we're talking right now, you understand me, I understand you. That's what we need to do. Open yeah. the door and give people a chance to hear each other out, understand what the needs are, and you'll see that there's more that connects it and divides us in the first place. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I love a podcast. So if people do take a chance to listen, mm-hmm. you can be yeah. able to tune in and kind of hear these things. So yeah, man, I know you got to get to an event. I don't know what time <laughs> your event is. Yeah, man. So eight thirty. Okay, at, okay. So we Park. Got, yeah. we got twelve more hours. We can. Talk oh, about. is that how much time? Yeah. <laughs> No, you know, actually, that. I could do this all day long because you, you're really pleasurable to talk with. I mean, I love talking to you, Hetty. I mean, I, like I was talking to my wife on the way up here, like, yeah, I've known him since, you know, 2000, yeah. what, seven, eight? Yeah, no, it was long a long time, time ago, ago when y'all was doing it at the um, Java Dave's. Java Dave's. Yeah. It's not even Java Dave's anymore. No, it's That's Camp how long ago. Yeah. I knew you did. No, I love, I love, uh, we, I mean, so many relationships yeah, came exactly. out of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's cool to see people who now, Teachers of the Year or Les Thomas is the no, hype man. Hype man OSU. Yeah, you know. From, yeah, Millwood, yeah. So many different things have come out of that, being able to watch these stories. But one of the things I love, like this go win, is what are those right things to be consistent mm-hmm. in? And sometimes it's not about what you're consistent in, but what, what are things to consider are. Yeah. For you, you you and I talked about uh, these things that you value, these five things you value. Mm-hmm. And uh, so these five things were, one was the truth. Yes, sir. And then the second one was my independence. Three, my ability to change things. Four, expression. And then the fifth one was humanity. Yeah. And the cool thing is, like, listening to us talk, You've kind of already hit on a lot of these different things. <laughs> yeah. But I just want for the people to be able to to kind of hear you, your right things, just kind of go down this list and go a little bit in in depth on it, what you mean by these things, the, these things that you value. One, the truth. What? Give me a little bit more on that. Yeah, so the truth um, doesn't change. And I think it's very important that we establish a baseline of what the facts are. And I think it's important that if we have – we're going to have an honest discussion – What's the truth? And I think part of the truth is just understanding and agreeing that, hey, this is what happened, and this is why we have to talk about it, and this is why we have to teach it, because we all need to know so we can do better. Mm-hmm. And so, and on the opposite side of that, if you don't know, you can't do better. And what's even worse is if you choose not to know so you can choose not to do better. So I think it's all part of this whole continuum, but I do think the truth is important because the truth is vital to any honest conversation that we want to have about any topic that there's out there. So that's number one, um, truth. Um, and then the second was my independence. Yeah, yeah. And so I do think independence is part of what teaching is all about. 
we don't want to teach people to be dependent upon anybody. We want to teach you how to be independent. Um, we want you to, to learn how to care for yourself. And, you know, I don't want to give you a fish. I want to teach you how to fish. So that way you can learn how to fish for yourself and fish for your family when you get older and stuff like that. So I think um, being independent, you know, I, I want I tell my kids, hey, look, I have my own house. I got my own car. I got my own. I can get up and go and I can. And then why come we can't work? We want to work. Guess what? You're not you're not a grown up yet. You're a child. You got to learn how to how to manage yeah. your independence. And so that's part of what it is. And so we just try to teach teach kids that, you know, my independence matters to me. And I don't, that's what, and also because it matters, it's going to govern my decisions. If I value my independence that much, I'm not going to go out and engage in behaviors that would affect my independence. Because mm. there's people out there who are stuck in a situation where they don't have the, the freedom to get up and go and do whatever. Yeah. And that is very important to me. Yeah. <laughs> By yeah, all means, yeah. it's priceless. Yes. Yeah. And, and it should be something mm -hmm. that is important to all people. Oh, yeah. And trying to teach younger people just those basic truths. Exactly. Uh, sometimes can be challenging, but you got to just keep hammering it home yeah. to them, right? Yeah. Uh, three, my ability to change things. Yeah, so it goes back to being bold. Again, I think we weren't here to be basic. I mean, nobody, if you're born, you weren't born to be basic. You're born to make a difference. And I do value my ability to change things because um, leave it better than you found it. Yeah. I mean, um, and, and teach kids that you can you can make a difference where you are. And I do think that if we can instill those characteristics and traits, I'm not saying everybody's going to turn into Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or Harriet Tubman or Barbara, whoever. I'm not saying that's what they're going to turn into, but I'm saying that they'll they'll have the same impact on society because there's got to be one of them, but you got to have other folks underneath them doing the thing too. And so, um, you know, um, I just think, Change is a beautiful thing because we weren't meant to stay stagnant and we weren't meant to go back. We're meant yeah. to go forward and, 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 and advance as a yeah. nation, as advance as a culture and as people. And so um, I think you only go forward by changing things. And you see something wrong, if you see a need, you have been called. Yeah. For real. So you do that. Yeah. And also, and the thing about it too is that whatever it is I do that I want to do, God has already given me everything I need to do it with. Yeah, He's put people in my life that all I got to do is my part, and he'll make everything else happen. Yeah, And so I just believe that if you have a vision, you have a goal, just do it Yeah, and go in. Yeah. I love when people come up to me with a, 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 what they find to be a problem. Uh -huh. I'm like, okay, well. Of course, it's a solution. Yeah. 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 It sounds like you have an opportunity, Yeah, right? Don't come to me and think that I may be part of the mm -hmm. solution. I may can help with it. Yeah. But, man, it sounds like something, if you recognize that thing, yeah. That's, that's found, to me, it sounds like that's something you're called to. Exactly. Because I may not even see it as a problem. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, like they said, um, people that are closest to the pain mm -hmm. are closest to the solution. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important to have people who are affected by these decisions at the table. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to have somebody who doesn't teach talking about teaching policy. You got to have people who are affected by those decisions at the table and, and hear their voice and honor their their humanity and honor the fact that they are going to have to live with the decisions that you make all the time. You got to make sure that they're a part of that conversation and bring their truth to it mm -hmm. and make it part of um, the larger discussion so that way we can make real change for people. Uh, for expression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is this the same expression that you did to your wife at 
Chicken and pickle or what? <laughs> well, so my I'm a big I I love my country. I'm a big I love America, right? And I love like the history of our country, like all the good, all the bad, right? And I love like the fact that we have documents that we follow. And I think the Constitution and we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and they're endowed by their creator with certain eligible rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And I believe in that. And I also believe that we have a Bill of Rights, and the first right is freedom of, of expression. And so here's a quick paper. I'm going to give you another acronym so you can know your rights. Paper, petition, assembly, press, expression, and religion. So those are your five rights right there in the First Amendment. And so I do believe that it's so inherently uh, necessary that expression is so vital to our existence that they made that the first right. You have the right to express yourself. You have the right to vote. You have the right not to vote. You have the right to, to get together and protest. You have the right not to protest. But you have the choice, and everything is a choice. And I strongly believe in my, my, my ability to express myself, whether it be through poems, whether it be through um, writing an a, a op-ed in a paper, whether it be giving a speech to a group of teachers, whatever it is, that is my choice, and so because I have been gifted a lot of life experiences that I think have shaped and molded me into who I am, it's my job to express those to people so that way I can uplift them in some way or form. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Number five, humanity. Yeah, man. I think we got to value humanity because that's, that's all we are at the end of the day. I mean, I see you and I see a man. I see a person. I see a living, breathing human being that's – that's deserving of rights, that's deserving of an opportunity, that's deserving of a chance. And I think that one thing that we need to get back to is understanding that we all of that, we all of that, you know, and, and then if we could just get back to just the basic of we are people that are deserving of rights, that are deserving of opportunities, I think that would go a long way to, to um, solve a lot of the issues that are going on in our country, in our world. But I also think that's dangerous because anybody who believes those things and who believes that humans are humans, regardless, that doesn't help. There's, there's, there's some people who want to keep it like it is. And so, but I just strongly believe that we are meant to be in, in, in community with yeah. each other. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just a really big believer in humanity. And I think that's where, where a lot of the hangup comes is when, when something happens that's we see it happen or it's the truth and we want to try to make it not the truth that's where you have a disconnect with humanity that's where we we i can't see the eye to eye, eye, to eye now because you don't want to acknowledge the truth mm. that's why it's so important that we can see we can see a thing and understand okay well we saw it now what well what does it mean well how does it affect me does it affect me do i care well, you should care because it happened to another human. And if it happened to them, it could happen to you. So because it can happen to them, it can happen to you, you need to work to be a part of the solution. Um, so, you know, I believe that humanity is the one thing that, that we all have in common. We're all yeah. humans. And yeah. so because of that, we all should be deserving of basic inalienable rights, yeah. life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And anything that, that infringes upon those rights is not, is not right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, part of, I'm a member of Rotary, and we have a four-way test, and it's like the four-way test of the things we think Sarah do. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? 
Will it build goodwill and better friendships? And will it be beneficial to all concerned? And if anything we're doing doesn't pass the four-way test, we shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that along those same lines, I think win-win. You know, it doesn't win-win when, when I get and you don't. Yeah. You know, or you get and I don't. That's win-lose or lose-win. How can we win-win together? Yeah. And I think we just need to just get back to what will make us all a, you know, Happier, kumbaya, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that, all that stuff, and I just think humanity is what we got to get back to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as when we see each other as humans, I think it allows for us to be way more engaged, mm-hmm. support each other yeah. way more. And so, uh, I appreciate these five things, and uh, thank you for sharing them. Yeah, appreciate that. Any last words from Felix London that speaks life to all the educators out there? Man. Speaks life. Well, I would say this. Um, purpose is essential to our well-being. And I think you have to find, one, your purpose so you can find out what keeps you going, your passion. And part of being an educator is that we are tasked with helping kids identify their purpose and their role. And like I said, everybody has different talents and everybody can shine in different ways. And we just got to be unafraid to let kids have an opportunity to show those talents to the community. And then the community in exchange just say, well, you know what? We need to support that. We need to uplift that. And we need to bring that and, and, and give it the, its proper, proper due. And so I just think, again, be bold, be brave, be original, and you will change lives and you'll be deserving of a chance to continue doing it. And I'm grateful for the opportunity I have as Oklahoma City Public Schools Teacher of the Year for 2002, 23, and 24. Like, we about to do the thing. And if you want to, if you want to be a part of the change, if you want to be a part of disrupting education, and, and showing our city that we can do things, showing that our kids and our community can do things, then be ready for one wild, wild ride. Because I'm, I'm ready to do the thing, whether I want or not. But since I won, <laughs> I'm going to take my car and I'm going to take my little money that's still in the bank. I'm going to take my socks and I'm going to go win. you going to go do it. Because that's what we're here to do. That's it's, cool. It's not be basic, but be bold. That's really cool. Yes, man. sir. Well, I'm proud of you. Keep up the great work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, man, I will continue to cheer you on. And hopefully we get to partner on some of this stuff. Dude, yeah. I'm already yeah, I ready. I love the uh, one day and mm-hmm. – um, I really love to see some teachers be part of Leadership Guthrie. Yeah. And I think now that we have a, a model of what that looks like. It's possible. It's possible. And so also your template that is on the Google Doc, or is it all just in your head? No, Which I, one? I, I could share it. I hit the share button. I, I need an intern to just do all that stuff for me. I'm out here being the face. Oh, so now the teacher of the year, yeah. now you need an intern. Next you're going to need an assistant. They're going to be like, yeah. oh, man, feeling teacher of the year. To next win. level. <laughs> next well, level. Hey, man, this is what you make it. Uh, yeah. So, Thank you, man. No I problem. appreciate it, man. This appreciate is awesome. And, Thank uh, you very much. I can't wait to share it with the world. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, once again, thank you for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hedy Coleman Podcast. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, as always, go in.